0: Blog talk radio. Hi there, welcome to Teach Me to Talk the Podcast. I'm Laura Mize, Pediatric Speech Language Pathologist, and thank you so much for joining us for today's show. We have a wonderful guest and we're talking about one of my very favorite topics in the entire world, which is But before we get to all of that, let me make some announcements about the conferences and the events that we're doing this fall. First of all, I'll be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I've gotten a couple of calls and emails about this, so let me just say that's the only event we'll be doing in Louisiana this year, and it's in Baton Rouge on October 17th, which which is a Thursday, and then into Friday on the 18th. And so I'd love to see all of my Louisiana friends there. And then I'll be in Charleston, West Virginia on November 7th and 8th. And that mailer went out today. So if you live in West Virginia and don't get a mailer and want one, you can always email me at laura at teachmetotalk.com. And I will be glad to send you the PDF version of that uh, brochure so that you can get that information for all registration um, questions and then, again, to go ahead and sign up for the courses, you can get that information at teachmetotalk.com, and those two um, conference locations are listed right at the top of the page. So you shouldn't have any difficulty finding that, but in case you do and want some personal help, you know that you can always email me at laura at teachmetotalk.com. One more thing. This is the last week for pre-sale for uh, my conference that's on dvd now it's early speech language development taking theory to the floor the expanded edition so check that out this week and save yourself some money if you need some uh, end of year ceus that would be a great convenient way to get that all right that's all with the announcements let's move on to our topic of the day and talk to sherry artemenko from playonwords.com hi sherry how are you
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: I'm so excited that you've joined us. I've followed your website for a long time. What year did you start, Sherry? I think we started around the same time.
1: I think it's been going maybe ten years. I should keep track, I suppose. But that's when I started my so, private practice and started blogging, yeah.
0: Yeah, well good for you. So your your site's a little older than mine, but I remember yours at the beginning when I was just launching mine and so
1: I remember yours too. You.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting to always get to talk with someone that you've followed online for a long time but never spoken to in in person or via phone. So, again, I agree. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about your website, Sherry, and the great work that you're doing there, and especially about your PAL awards. And so, just give us a kind of an overview of all the great things you're doing there.
1: Well, uh, my website, planwords.com, is really a combination of I just started blogging, actually, about using different materials and toys and games. I've always used off-the-shelf products, you know, toys, books, and games for my therapy, Bye. and certainly some quote therapy materials. I'm not against that or anything, but I personally just I have more fun playing with toys, <laughs> so and me I like kids do too. Yeah, so me, and it just it makes me think I have to analyze them. I have to figure out how I can use them and, and in what ways and they're always around with kids. So it just makes sense. And um, so anyway, I've um, started my website when I left the schools, I'd worked in the schools for 16 years, um, kind of on and off while I had children and young children. And um, then I started my private practice and I was, I was blogging about what I liked, okay? So I would have a certain mm-hmm. product or a game, and I'd just tell about it and how I used it. And, of course, companies loved oh. it because I was giving them free advertising. And they would <laughs> send me things that they're, I could request different things. And then along the way, um, I was invited to the International Toy Fair in New York City, which is an amazing experience um, wow. where, oh, my goodness, it's so much fun, where you get all all the new toys and games and and media and so forth, or the... Um, technology is all introduced you know once a year in February and so I went around with uh, someone in the the toy industry and kind of gave my expertise on different things and I was simply looking at things and analyzing okay well this would be great for language because this or that and they were so interested in what I had to say but it's really it came naturally from all the years I've worked with toys and games so um I realized, hey, maybe I should start an award because there isn't anyone out there. There's certainly some very good toy awards and very established ones, um, but nobody really doing it who's been in the special needs field for all the years that I have, about over 35 years. So, wow. And I'm already kind of doing it. I didn't realize, of course, what I was getting into in terms of the whole business side of it, but um, we've got to go <laughs> over a few humps there. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But it's like Christmas every day because I get, you know, all these toys delivered and I get to look them over and I get to play with them with children and then write a review about which one's obviously an award, the best toys, books, and games that really have that embedded language learning potential. Um, Mm -hmm. And parents, I find it is so easy for the media as well as parents to – See, okay, they can see the math in toys or games, or they can see the fine motor or motor skills. But it's very hard for them to identify language in in a product. Um, if you look at Parents magazine, they'll often have you know the best products, and I love to read that. Uh, but a lot of them will be math or kind of more obvious skills to see. Yeah. And so they need people like us to point out, okay, here's a toy that's great for language because of role play or storytelling, or it's going to have kids have to think in categories and build their vocabulary. And so I find that there's a real need for it. Companies really appreciate when I call out the language potential in their products.
0: Well, I think it is important, and I was sharing with you before uh, we went on air today, that sometimes when I'm speaking at an event, a younger therapist and it's not always a younger therapist, I don't mean to sound like that, but a lot of times people will approach me and say, I don't I only use therapy materials. I've I really watched you in those video clips and, and that's a toy that my child has. Or that's I've seen mm-hmm. that toy in Target. And I don't right, use a right. lot of just regular toys. And so I think sometimes even language people even therapists who we do this day in and day out for a living may right. miss the potential of with a certain toy so I certainly can see how a parent or right. like you mentioned your, your media people would have a hard time connecting that when sometimes even those of us who do this all day every day have a harder time right And
1: parents definitely appreciate the information. I mean, they want the best for their child, whether it's a child with special needs or a child developing typically. I mean, they are just buying toys, and you know the ones at the bottom of the toy chest are the ones that aren't any good because the kids don't want to play with them. They're not flexible. They're not open-ended. You know, there isn't an opportunity for a lot of learning. So um, just to be able to teach parents, um, and certainly when you're doing therapy in the home, it's so easy to do that because they're there watching, you know.
0: Right. So I want you to give us your favorite toys. You can do it with old favorites, mix them with your newer favorites. Just got, kind of start from wherever your starting point would be, Sherry, and walk us through what you think are some ideal toys, especially therapists who work with this toddler age range or younger preschool. Give, give us your recommendation.
1: Okay. I will give you my recommendation. I'm going to do some oldie but goodies oldies but goodies but i'm going to give you a lot of newer products um simply because i think that i've I've heard from a lot of therapists that really appreciate my lists because they don't have time to look at this and this is part of what my i'm doing with the pal award i'm looking at all these toys and games and i'm saying okay what are the best ones and i'm using them with my kids so i know what the kids like yeah. too um You've so done the we, hard work. So Yeah, well I it's think it's the fun work. To me to me it's fun. <laughs> and me I wanna too, also, me too. Yeah. I also wanna highlight um tell you that there's some exciting stuff going on in the toy industry and that there are companies that are so interested in serving the special needs population. And I want to highlight some of those companies because I think we should support them too. Um, And I've seen a difference in the last, I think I've been going to the toy fair maybe five or six years and I see a difference each year in terms of them really reaching out or trying to um, talk. Some of them have a group of speech therapists that are kind of their advisors. I mean, they will
0: that's ask great. them what they think
1: about this toy and they're really mm-hmm. trying to reach out to parents of kids with special needs and therapists mm-hmm. and I, I just love that that's going on so let me start with one year olds um, and some okay. of these might be companies you haven't heard of I will post this on my website um, after we talk and so there'll, there'll be a list of products if anyone's interested or where they want to um, get them but Rubaboo, it's R-U-B-B-A-B-U, is a company that um, I use their little, well, they call them shapes or 3D shape sorters. it's like a little puzzle. And, again, we all know mm-hmm. that puzzles are wonderful toys for one, two, all, I use them for a lot of ages because you can mm-hmm. withhold those little pieces and
0: mm-hmm. require
1: a sound, a gesture, something, and in reward they get their piece and they can put it in. Um, so these are like, they're actually kind of great for stress relievers for the therapist if you need it. They're molded <laughs> rubber foam, and they have a little fuzzy flock kind of cover to them. So this mm-hmm. one that I use has a little elephant, a snake, a tree, and so forth. But if you just look on their website, um, their little cards they make, too. So they are fun products that I've used. Then, of course, bubbles. I think we all know about bubbles. Um, mm-hmm. My little bubble bear. The ones that you can hold in your hand, one hand and press, you know, you don't have to hold a wand. The wand pops up. Right. And I was just using that with a little boy the other day. I mean, getting all sorts of language because he had to say up or something like that, you know, for me to push oh. and the little wand come up and then buff for mm-hmm. blow. And um, so, and they, of course, kids love bubbles and you can do it inside or outside. Right. Um, then a company called Think Fun. Is a terrific company, and they have just started. There's also a um, kind of a um, a new thing going on in the toy industry where the people are really companies are really uh, targeting the toddler sets for games. And that's so right. ThinkFun has come out with a. T- I think it's great for us as well as parents. Parents really that's the one age where parents say to me, "What toy can I get for my child?"
0: Because right. they're kind yeah. of
1: clueless at that age. Because they kids really do just love pots and pans. But parents kind of need something to do with them. So um, okay. Think Fun, they came out with a, a game last year called Roll and Play, which is a soft cube with a different color on each side, and the child basically rolls it. And if the color on top, let's say it's purple, then you all these different colored cards are upside down, and you go for a purple card, you turn it over, and there's a picture of what you have to do, like, make a funny face, things like that. So it's really um learning colors and following directions and kind of a first little game to play. And then they also have one they came out with this year called Hello Sunshine, which is really cute. And Sunshine is a a little um uh, plush sunshine with a nice big happy face. And the fun mm-hmm. thing is the little cards go in a pocket that Velcro shuts. So of course very portable for therapists and it all stays together. And this one is all about prepositions, so it's a picture of putting sunshine next to a chair, on top of a box. Oh, that's cute. Really cute. Yeah. So you just get kids, I mean, a three-year-old can use this too. They can be running all around, which is really fun, and they absolutely love this little sunshine. So, um, And the other thing about that company is on their website they have a whole section for special needs, and they have oh. a person in their company dedicated she was a first grade teacher, so she's really dedicated to education. Their their blog is called, let's see, Smart Play. And they often mm-hmm. have guest um posts from speech therapists and how to use their toys. There's some amazing um blogs on there from therapists right. um using their toys in kind of our way, you know, for therapy. Right.
0: That's right. So, I think the great thing about games even with toddlers, is you're really starting to look at that whole executive functioning piece. And a lot of times yes. we think about that as a school age skill, but it doesn't start when a child steps foot into elementary school. It starts yes. way back in toddlerhood. listening. Yeah, and yes. I think it's huge, and I think that's an upcoming topic that we'll start to see more and more about in the next few years, even research-wise, and that self-regulation, being able to listen and play with another person and follow directions and stay on task, I think that's huge. And it sounds like that's what we're working on with these little games in addition to language things.
1: Right, 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 and that is actually something I look for a lot in games. Some of the games that I award are, are really great listening games. I'm going to share one later when we get to three-year-olds, three and four-year-olds. Right, Um right. Balls and slides. I mean, they are just a, a staple of my ther- in my therapy bag for young kids because kids love balls. Half the time, I'm making balls mm-hmm. out of play doh and going down a little Fisher Price <laughs> slide. They'll They'll tell me just about anything to get one of those balls. Yeah. So. Again, um, and I remember working in homes, a lot of times uh, people will have like a little set, you know, a little slide or something in their playroom. And that's sometimes where I get kids to do their first vocalizing is, you know, they're excited to get on the slide and um, Mm -hmm. they're, they're moving, they're regulated. So anyway, those are just always great great toys to have and the popping ball you know the popping ball machines which i would never recommend to say hey that's a great language toy but for therapy it's great because again they get the whole reinforcement of the ball going through tubes or down slides and Mm -hmm. popping here and there and they have to tell me something before they get that ball back (laughs) right (laughs) so anyway um and then Two-year-olds, uh, again, I love puzzles. I, I use puzzles for, I was with, what, a 10-year-old the other day and had a great Ravensburger puzzle and just using it as a reinforcer for articulation therapy. But mm-hmm. um, little ones, the lorry puzzles that are kind of that foam, um, rubbery mm-hmm. foam, Again, holding back a piece or they have to earn a piece to put it in by saying something. Again, And you can use it for concepts. You can use it for verbs. You can, you know, vocabulary. I've used it very basic. I have a bug. uh, It's a ladybug, and it has dots. And I remember Mm -hmm. a little boy where I was just trying to get him to go, duh. You know, and every time I said, duh, I would give him another dot. And so, uh, you know, it's – but kids love those, and they're very tactile, too, Um, And it's much more,
0: I was just going to say, it's a much more functional way to elicit that sound than sitting there saying, you know, this is your sound to practice for today. We have to embed it in a play activity so that it's functional Uh, for a child. Absolutely.
1: I mean, when I'm working with a child that I'm really trying to get to talk I determine which sounds or what he can say and where I'm moving next. And then I just go in my playroom here and I look, or it's my office, I guess. I'll call it my playroom. And I just look what? for toys that begin with that sound. So um, okay. just exactly be able to play country. with them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then Robinsberger also just came out with um, beginning puzzles. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Let's see, what was the name of those? Um and they are called My First Puzzles and I love the garden animals. You could get any one of them, but they're just two pieces that you put together mm-hmm. and they're beautiful illustrations. So there's a lot to talk about. I want I right. want toys that are, you know, are like a good book where there's a lot to say and describe. Mm-hmm. Um so mm-hmm. I use those and let's see Play-Doh of course. Everybody, I hope, knows that Play-Doh could be the one toy you could take to therapy <laughs> and keep you busy Everywhere, for an hour.
0: any kid, time. I totally agree. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. So a couple
1: of things that I use that, I mean, they, I have even looked, they, uh, they're kind of old, but, boy, are they good. One is a little oven. It's a Play-Doh oven. And we can make more cookies and open and shut and turn on and off and, you know, mm-hmm. bake them. So a little oven along with a tub of Play-Doh and some cookie cutters goes a long way. Um, also, they have these tubs that have been out for a while. And I've seen them at Walmart as well as my grocery store. And one of they're called Buckets. So there's the beach mm-hmm. creations bucket. There's also a, a picnic bucket, and they're under ten dollars. I've given them even as gifts to my little kids um, in therapy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they are wonderful. Again, because we like stuff. If we're itinerant, like I am, you want stuff that's sort of self-contained, and again, wow. you can start your therapy by having them tell you something to open it up. So exactly.
0: Um, yeah, I love those and I have lots of those little ones too, and they're easy. And do you have a kid that tired of one kind of Play-Doh, you wait a couple of weeks and you introduce another set and it's like you're starting completely over. It's so much fun. Right. So I know. Involved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've made, one of my best therapy sessions was we made uh, pizza from all our cookie cutters. So, I, you know, we rolled out the dough and then I, we put chocolate yeah. chip cookies on it and we put animals on it and we had the goofiest pizza. But the, kid, the kids just thought it was the best thing, you know. So they're unlimited. Exactly. And it limited... does
0: always make sense. Right. It doesn't have yeah. to always make sense in an adult kind of world. And sometimes oh, we no. can teach parents that yeah. You
1: have to have oh no, you have to have humor. That that gets you a long right. way. <laughs> um just yeah. And then um of course Fisher Price, little people and vehicles, that is just a staple mm-hmm. too for me. Um, I mm-hmm. like a car wash and a gas station and a few trucks and a bus. Um mm-hmm. because probably because most of my kids I work with are boys, but girls like those too. Oh. And um, okay. I I have to laugh, my very first job was, uh, I went to Northwestern, so it was in the Chicago area, and I was in a preschool class and working with kids, and I realized, oh my goodness, I need toys. So I went out to a tag sale, or garage sale, we call them there, and um, I got the Fisher Price house, and the Fisher Price um, was a farm. And those mm-hmm. were like, a mainstay for me, and I'm still using that kind of thing, you know, those little pieces.
0: Okay, um, okay.
1: There's just so much manipulation and and uh, flexibility and open-ended play, because I feel if we're teaching something through play, we should always be working on, you know, the the role play and, and pretend play, too, because that's just building exactly. language.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, I, see, I think there's so
0: much potential. With just so many targets, and you can work on, again, all your nouns with all your names, but you can bring in all those things that you talked about uh, earlier. You can teach prepositions with those things and verbs and just a pretty limitless number of targets that you can have when you gather materials like that.
1: And I use it a lot when I'm going from one word to two words to three words because it's so simple yeah. to really add on a little something like hook on right. or, you know, truck go and that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And the kids the kids love them. I really find, I mean, I bring a big bag of toys, but sometimes we only do two or three things in an hour, and these kids are oh, little, yeah. but you keep changing right. it up. Yeah. Right. Um, another company, and you're probably familiar with Alex Toys, they do a lot of craft mm-hmm. kind of things. Um kind of make and play activities but they've got these uh, one one thing that i've used a ton with little kids is this my 3d zoo which is and they make um they just came out with some other three the 3d um, dinosaur set that's a little older but i think they might call it a it's, it is called 10 puzzles but it's basically a body of an animal that's just flat and then you you, they have little slots, and you put in maybe a second piece. It's the feet, and a third piece. It's the wings or something. So you make a little stand up animal out of maybe three pieces of thick cardboard. But right. it's great because you have the box, and they have to ask the, you know open the box and get it, and you go in the box looking for it, and they have to tell you which animal and ask for a piece. So again, lots of different things you can do for language.
0: Well, so. and I think that toy is so novel, too, because that's something that a parent might not have bought. So you're naturally right. going to build in that cool factor with, ooh, what does she have? I've, I've never seen that before. So right, I think I right. My, my favorite little beating set is from Alex, that brand. Yeah. They have, uh-huh. like, wooden animals or wo- I think there's a wooden car and truck set, too. I've, I've used their things for a long time. They're a great company.
1: Right, and they're just expensive expanding so much. They're always coming out with more. And and really, the companies that I'm talking about are very intentional about putting learning and language in their, in their toys, which is so great. I mean, they they are thinking yeah. about it. This is not an accident. So um, it's fun to see what they do come up with. But and but they make a lot of, I mean, I love crafts and arts and so, and kids love that stuff too. So you can make little people or farm people and then they stand up and, of course, then you can play with yeah. them and then they can, they can keep them or you can, you know, make another copy of them. Um, yeah. So let's see, what else? Um, okay, and then Lego and Playmobil are, you know wonderful companies, great reputation, and they too have come down in their age uh range for products and Actually, Lego came out this year for the with the first toddler set, which I don't know we don't i don't know if we need a toddler set, but it was little bigger blocks with faces, and um mm-hmm. they, we like faces on things so we can talk to them well, uh <laughs> that's one of our criteria <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're <laughs> I feel like I'm teach. I'm in my little teaching mode here, um, but oh. they the the Lego Duplo sets are great, and a lot of parents don't know about them, and a lot of therapists don't. You really need to go oh. on their website to find them. Some stores, obviously, specialty stores, are great, and you will find some there, um, but. Like I have a set, let's see, I've got a horse stable, I've got um, the grocery store, which has, you know, French bread and a cash register, all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the zoo is wonderful. It's got clear blue mm-hmm. blocks for the water. Um, again, when you're just getting kids going in language, these are things that they just love to play with, and there's a great opportunity to tell a story and, and change it up. Um,
0: well, and I think parents know about the brand lego but usually they think about that for older children so that's a great go directly to their website instead of depending on what you could get at the store and i don't know that i've been to lego's website maybe ever so that's a great suggestion
1: well they're called duplo d-u-p-l-o are the preschool sets and they really have some great sets um i have one that's a little older that just was is a favorite it's a um fire rescue helicopter, and it's got, of course, the hose and the water that, you right. know, looks like it's plastic, but shooting out and, you know, a hook mm-hmm. to rescue somebody. So always looking for, um, you know, pieces that have hooks and things to attach yeah. and, you know, <laughs> little, little pellet to take the guy away with. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, and then Playmobil. Playmobil's toddler um, line is called Playmobil 123, and they are wonderful also. I like, again, I like the zoo, um, and a lot of them are coming in their own little carry case. One that just came out um, is a little farm, and it just opens up, and it's the inside of the barn, and then you close it up, and you've got your horse and your pig and you and mm-hmm. your hay, and um, again, so we can walk away and take our little mess with us <laughs> right yeah
0: i love affordable. So portable i love anything that's portable and Playmobil has just darling toys my very favorite christmas set to play with with children is a Playmobil set that i got probably gosh 10 years ago and i bring it out mm-hmm. every year and so yeah. many kids just fall in love with that set it's a, it's a great uh, line of toys
1: Oh, yeah. They have so much um, so much detail, and it's such good quality. Right. And you can almost right. put half the props in a little baggie and bring them out slowly. You know,
0: exactly. Out That's favorite. exactly what I did.
1: Yeah. I was actually playing with – of course, I'm trying to see what the age is on this. I was playing with the um, – it's like a vet set. Let's see. What's it called? Pet Clinic. It's my take-along mm-hmm. pet clinic. Again, it all closes up. It's actually for four and up. And um, I was playing with it, doing therapy at a, at a child's house, and his mom is a, you know, she's in med school, and she looked mm-hmm. at me and she said, oh, my gosh, everything is just like it is in the hospital, you know, all the different wow. tools and everything, nice. yeah, so realistic, so that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, And then let's see, um, so three- and four-year-olds, I'm going to share a lot of games because I like, I could use a game for just about anything. Um, for, if I'm working on articulation, I like a simple game
0: mm-hmm. where there's
1: discrete, short, discrete turns. Every now and then I'll start right. something and, oh my gosh, the turn's too long and I, because I make them say a few <laughs> things before they take a turn um, I, at a boy's house the other day and he he was so cute. He said, now, can we play one of my games? And I said, sure. So we went and got Battleship, and that was kind of long between turns. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I finally said, can we just play a little more, and then we'll play one of my games again? <laughs> right,
0: and so, it's going to be a little bit more in control of what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, I can tell you what an absolute favorite is. Uh, for kids and it, this came out let's see this came out last year it's called Who Shook Hook by Wonder Forge it's Jake and the Neverland Pirates so Hook is on the, his um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah he he's lying on his hammock and you put all the treasures on it and then you have to go around and if you land in a space you have to pick up a certain treasure with a certain tool either a fishing hook or a sword or whatever and it's again perfect for these short discrete turns, so I use right. it for our tick and I mean, and then you try, of course, you try not to let hook fall off and um right. but that is is great and Wonder Forge is um a company that really puts a lot of language learning in their in their toys in their games, and it's worth looking at their website and seeing if there's something that um, is helpful to whoever what kind of kids you're working with. Um, mm-hmm. They have you know guessing games, who's in what's in the, the cat's hat, and they're just very clever um, games. One of theirs that I think is terrific for another one for, for language is called Richard Scarry's Richard Scarry's Busy Town I Found It game. I uh, as yes, an e y e, so mm-hmm. it is a five foot um, game board with Richard wow. Scary And, yeah, it's drawn all up and down it, which is amazing, which is great for vocabulary. And you have to, um, you spin to move. It's actually a collaborative game, which is great. And you spin and you hope, the kids hope that they get this little uh, magnifying glass. And um, then they get a bug card and you pick a bug card, which might be, Um, balloon or it might be a picture of a ladder and then you have to put your little magnifying glasses all up and down this board wherever you see a balloon or ladder. Now, you Mm -hmm. have to think in categories. Okay, where would a ladder be? Well, it would be in your construction or maybe painting or maybe several floors in a house. So
0: So a higher level scale. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm.
1: And I've used this with kids with word finding you know, to start talk about it, describe all the things or even in that category or where would we look for it. So that's, that's a great game. Um, and don't
0: you find yourself modifying games too, Sherry? It oh, yeah. too complex. And he, and we do that as we go. We just wing it. Mm-hmm. If we start one of these games and we, we figure out my little friend does not understand this, mm-hmm. you really can think on your feet and modify it so that you're still accomplishing your goal but still mm-hmm. keeping the kid with you
1: at Absolutely. whatever
0: developmental level he happens to be at. Yeah.
1: Right. I will modify by making it easier, but I will also modify by, you got to give me more than normally. Like, you might have to describe that whole area there. Like, what's going on in that little area? You know, because the pictures are fantastic, you know. Another one well, that's his been art around
0: is so cute anyway. I'm sorry, I keep talking over you. It's so hard no, no, no. when you're on the thing because you can't read no, no, no. read other person's cues. But Richard Scarry's art has been around for a long time, but it's it's so pretty and it I is. love it. I, I'm gonna go get that game for sure.
1: And there's so much detail. Yeah. Well five feet of it. I mean it's just fun. You're on the yeah. floor and you're searching <laughs> and um and vocabulary. It's great for vocabulary too. <laughs> um then a game that's been around for a while but Is also fun, and um, it's definitely discrete little um, turns, again, maybe to reinforce articulation, is called Diggity Dog. And it's by International Playthings, and they're four different dogs, different colors, and they have to go around this circle of little holes that they dig up, and they have to pick up, turn over a bone and see if it matches their color, and they have to retrieve three of them. So there's a little magnet on the nose of the dog and a little magnet in the bone which makes it a lot of fun. But what I like is um the way you determine how many spaces you move, you have to um listen to the dog in this little there's a little dog that sits on top of a doghouse and he's gonna go woof woof or woof. You have to count his woofs. So I'm gonna since yeah. we're on the phone I'm gonna I'm gonna push it and let you hear here. Okay. Did you hear that? Yeah. Woof, woof, woof. Okay, so you have to go three spaces. And it's very interesting what kids can do this or you really have to yeah. count it with them. So nice. it's a a nice game for, you know, when they're first learning to count their spaces, but also listening and and following that direction.
0: And I'll tell you when I've used the game, it's when I've had children, even lower functioning children, that for them their turn is just to imitate that dog barking or to pant or anything that would be close to that. And then when yes. the siblings want like to play with those, the siblings that are older actually follow the rules and play the way that you're supposed to play, but right. the toddler can still participate. So I love that yeah. game when I have that situation going on.
1: Yes, no, that's good. And that's another thing um, that companies are starting to do more of, too, is there was a trend, I think it was last year or so, um, of doing these multi-level games. And I'm going to share one with you. I'll do that next, actually. Um, You know, where a 3-year-old can play with a 5-year-old, but the task is just a little different. But then you can all be playing as a family, which is fun. Right. Yeah. So another company I like is uh, Peaceable Kingdom. And this game is just darling. It's called Feed the Woozle. They do a whole series of games, preschool games, that are collaborative, which is wonderful Mm -hmm. because I don't know about you, but I have had little students who just cannot stand to lose. And sometimes I can talk them out of it or tell them, hey, you have to lose sometimes. But, I mean, really, it becomes a problem. So if that's the case. This is exactly what you want. I mean, kids do need to be able to learn to lose. But Feed the Woozle, you set up, and it's this Goofy Animal with a big open mouth, and it says Feed Me, has black high tops on. And then there's a big blue spoon, and the idea is you roll the dice and you pick up three yummy little treats here, and they're they're goofy, actually. They're... um, Things like let's see worm pie and sugar coated sardines and uh toenail uh-huh. toast, and they just love to laugh about that, and then you spin and you have to see whether you have to you follow the directions you have to do a bunny hop over to him and put it in his mouth or walk backwards and that kind of thing yeah. but this mm-hmm. yeah, and then this game, there are three different levels, so you have to it gets progressively harder if you're a little older, which makes it nice for everybody. So
0: yeah, I think that's a great one. I'm going to look for that one. Yeah. So
1: they have a lot of games um that are again collaborative so there's discussion, you know, like you can say right. well, I think you should do it this way or in in this particular game kids are all yelling go to your right, go to your left when they're going backwards or so there's a lot of instruction going on. <laughs> and so there's one oh here I got to yeah, I got to tell you there's one where we have to hula dance there. Okay. You have to do, do the hula dance. I try to avoid that one. Oh my gosh, when I'm playing this, uh, <laughs> I figure you can cheat a little when you're running the game, you know. <laughs>
0: That's right.
1: Oh gosh, and um, one that I referred to earlier, where which is very involved, uh, very much um, geared to listening skills. Are these new games that came out by Haba Toys, and I think you're probably familiar with Haba. They make beautiful,
0: um, mm-hmm. originally
1: wooden, colored wooden toys, and they've also um, are introducing some games that they've had in Europe, but are now bringing to the United States. And this particular game has a, a series. Of this one, one of them is called Fast Grasp. So you put out these little wooden figures. You might have a little man or a toast or um, a crocodile or alligator, and there's a series of rhymes, riddles, and stories in a little book that comes with it. And so mm-hmm. the adult will read it, and when the child hears that object being said, they have to be the first one to grab it. And oh, it that's, sounds a very great listening
0: game. that's a great listening game. I know. I can, it sound- that would be fantastic. hmm
1: Uh, It sounds simple, and the kids love it. And then they have to listen for contextual cues because they'll say, okay, I'm going to the sandbox, and I'm going to pick up my, and then you you look, and there's a shovel. And a little boy said to me, yeah, he said to me, I knew what you were going to say before you said it. You know, he's so proud of himself. Which is exactly what we want. We want them to be listening. Exactly.
0: Cognition.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And you can you can see kids. Yeah. You can see kids that have difficulty with this because I'll be playing it I with like. them and I'll kind of say it and they'll be sitting there still and I'll go, "Let me say that again." So, right. um it really it is great for helping kids focus and listen and and with attention, which we know is so
0: important, you know. So important. Too. And I think our little guys too that eventually are going to get that auditory processing disorder diagnosis. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just start when they're six or seven or whatever right. school age that's diagnosed. You can really start to see some of those things even in toddlerhood, even you know in young right. preschoolers. So we need to be really watching for that and thinking about that when we're designing our treatment plans and our activities.
1: No, I agree with you. I think there are a lot of things we can see earlier you know, even word finding. I see kids very young, and I even have parents say to me, you know, she really understands everything, and she's so smart, but she talks in just short sentences for her age. You know, I'm like listening a little more, you know, because we see these kids and we identify more at six or seven when they're starting school, but really it's been evident. And and a sharp parent will say to me, you know, I've seen these latencies. You know, I'm working with a couple of kids now, that's why I'm thinking about this with word finding. And she she said, I mean, I just tested a six year old, and she said, I've seen these latencies for a couple of years. You know, where he just hasn't been able right. to come up with a word. So yeah, but those um,
0: late talkers too, Sherry. Do you know about that particular one? Talkers? Wasn't you know
1: what the couple that I work with were not late talkers,
0: mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was
1: interesting. Cause that's it, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So they just have – it's been evident, and it obviously becomes more evident when they enter school, and that's when you really have to get involved with a school, you know, right. for – When
0: the demands are greater.
1: Right. right, right. I mean, I just went into the, in the classroom last last week and talked to the teacher and get all the books he's using, you know, the curriculum books, so I can right. reteach the, right. the um, vocabulary. Um so let's see, what else do I have here? This is a new game this year that's it's real different and fun. And this is called Animal Soup by the Haywire Group. And it's actually based on a book of the same name, Animal Soup. And what's fun about this is you go around in a little circle and you have to, when you land on a space with an animal, like a squirrel or a tiger, then you get the tiger card. And But you mm-hmm. have to get t- two of the right cards to put together. And this is what the kids love. It's it, it's sort of hard for kids in terms of articulation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to get a squirrel and a whale, and when you put them together, the picture forms a squail. Or a bird and a turtle uh-huh. make a birdle.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. It so would be an they, older, higher level thing. I don't know that I have seen any children in the last few years that I would that, that would be great for. But it would be great for their older siblings while we're playing together. And I'm just going for squirrel or whale, and then we could yes, have the older exactly. child. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe I work with kids do.
1: that aren't quite as you know as you know behind or something. But that definitely. Well, that I worked with a three year old on that. He was working on articulation, well, and, and we were having.
0: A great time with it. I was just going to say, and I do primarily birth to three, or my older children that I'm seeing that are three to five are really, really delayed, and that's why Uh they're coming to me, because they haven't had as much success. So we do have a little bit different population, but I love these ideas because I do have children, and I'm sure our listeners do too, or when you're seeing a child in a home, those older brothers and sisters really want to play and really want to right. be a part of it. So these are excellent tools. Well, you're that right, can and, and you definitely can adapt it
1: for the yeah the younger child and it, it just make it simpler. And I do that too. I just say, okay, put one thing on the spoon for for feed the Woozle instead of whatever, and and yeah. walk there and so forth. Um, another toy that I just used uh, last week is by Hoppe Toys, and it's their Mighty Mini Band. I didn't talk about that yet, did I? No. No. It's it's like a little band. And, of course, we all know that little um, musical instruments are great with, you know, one or Uh two-year-olds when you're trying to get them to talk. And it was so interesting. This little guy I'm working with is 20 months, and he's delayed in terms of the number of words and so forth, just trying to get him to imitate And we started playing with this and just fooling around, it's got a little xylophone, it's got a cymbal, it's got a drum, and I started bang, bang, normally I follow the child many times if we're at that point, like if he bangs, then I'll bang one, and if he goes bang, bang, I'll go bang, bang, but he started following me, and we know that the kids have to imitate gestures before they're imitating oh, no. sounds and so forth. Right. So we just did a whole little lesson. I mean, we did. I didn't even say anything. We just kept banging and hitting, and he found it so much fun. So um, just having him well, listening and listening to patterning
0: like that, right? And so many times, that imitation is the core skill that's missing. So if you mm-hmm. build that from the foundation up, starting with mm-hmm. action, starting with mm-hmm. toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot more successful than going in and working on words because that's mm-hmm. not even the problem yet. The problem is before that, that they don't know oh, yeah. how to copy, how to repeat, how to imitate. So that's right. Great. And that's I think some one. other
1: great imitation toys are. Um, you know, little pound, when you're pounding little shapes, they love a hammer. I'm just looking at some other right. toys I have here. Little Tykes has a one that's in a little case, and you've got your hammer and your little uh, shapes. And I've used that a lot for those very beginning stages of just imitating and trying to get right. some vocalization. Um, there's also this pig and I think this must be Fisher Price, let's see. Um yeah, Fisher Price pig where you put the little it's like a piggy bank and their little pretend um mm-hmm. coins. And again it's the same idea for them just to be able to put something in in a um right. container.
0: Mhm. Right. So
1: well that's my my list for you, but I could go on and on because I of course love love toys and games. <laughs>
0: Me too and I love it. I think the the newer things, so many of these things, I only have a couple of these. So these were great ideas for me, and I know it will be for our therapists who are listening too. And I want to be sure that people the therapist realize you can use some old these book goodies, but every once in a while you need to spend some money on yourself and get yourself some new tools and some new things. And don't you get energized when you get a new toy, Sherry? Oh
1: my gosh, I do. That's probably why I do this is because I get bored easily and I love all this <laughs> new stuff. Um, and I was going to say too, because everybody's on a budget, and my goodness, when I worked in the schools, and I, I don't even know if they have any budget anymore for supplies, Um, But birth to three, everyone, we're all, you know, not we all look at what we spend. And a lot of um, young therapists or people in the field now have blogs. And if you do, you can write to companies and just say, I'll review your product. Or even if you don't, a lot of them are looking for people to review their products on Amazon. I know Peaceable Kingdom, uh, if you go on their Facebook page, every now and then they offer, hey, if you – if you write us a review, we'll send a game to your favorite teacher, or maybe they will to the therapist. So there are ways to get these things, you know, perhaps without paying for them.
0: That's a great, great point. And a lot of times you mentioned earlier when you were just starting out, you went to the garage sale and really oh, bought gosh. yourself some, some things to do. And I think I've a done that a lot of times. It, yeah. Me too, even though now I don't have to do that anymore, but I still like it because who doesn't like finding a treasure or a good bargain?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and so you
0: do need to keep um, replenishing your tools, and mm-hmm. our tools are toys, and so I love getting mm-hmm. these newer ideas. Now, talk about some books, Sherry. I didn't really, We didn't talk about that uh, as one of our – Prep questions, but I'm sure you can just kind of act up here and talk about your favorite books that you use.
1: Well, my favorite books. Okay, so I guess I got to be young here because I just got a wonderful book for older, but ah, um, uh, let's see, what books do I like? I'll tell you what book I like. Just was going through my books, my baby books. One, it's by DK called Baby Talk, and I have used this a lot with kids, just when they're learning, just trying to get them to vocalize. And mm-hmm. it's um, a little flap book, and it says, this little baby is hiding. And you bring down the flap, and it says peek-a-boo. So any kind of vocalization or even getting a puff mm-hmm. sound. You know, this little baby's yeah. hungry, and it says yum-yum, happy, and he goes hee-hee. So just getting some, bit. yeah, it's very yeah. simple. Um, let's see, another one. I guess the flat books a lot. Peek a moo, I'm not even sure if you can still get that. Um you know, six little somethings jumping on the bed. Those those whole books. Right. Like the ones with repetition. Well I'm just saying that because right. they have sheep, they have everything now, monkeys jumping on the bed. Um, right. repetition and um you can leave a you know, have a closed sentence so you leave it off and I've gotten some good language. I used to write on sticky notes, put sticky notes in the book as to what kids would repeat. Like, if they were only using one word, all of a sudden they'd give me a couple because they're repeating that phrase, you know?
0: I use sticky notes like that all the time. Or if I have the book and I'm thinking about a particular kid when I'm with another kid, and I'll mm-hmm. just jot it down, you know, this would be a great book or a great activity the next time I'm working with this child, because sometimes that, that's how we think of our activities. We're thinking about it while we're yep. working. As we're Absolutely. doing, and so yeah. I use sticky notes all the time for that. The other way that I use sticky notes with books is to cue a parent or really coach a parent. If they're not oh, knowing how we would use the book to address a particular goal, you can leave a little note there, and then mom suddenly understands what she she should do and how she can reinforce oh, that, that skill at home. Yeah, that's a great that's idea. Book.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see. I'll tell you some authors that I really like. I love um well, I love Rosemary Wells. Some of those books are older, but they're just funny, funny. You know,
0: Max mm-hmm. books,
1: that would be more for the 3-year-old. I love those. Mm-hmm. Right. Karen Katz books are great for younger kids. Again, you know, Where's right. Baby's Belly Button, those are very simple mm-hmm. again, kind of a simple flap. I think mm-hmm. Sandra Boynton's books um well, are great for that rhyme and rhythm and leaving something off again and they're and they're silly of course again you love the humor. And the Maisie books are great because um they really go through different scenarios going to bed, going to school, you know, playing at the park, all that kind of thing. And a lot of them have I laughs.
0: love Yeah, I love the Maisie books. The art is so simple. That Mm -hmm. kids, even kids who you think might struggle when something is too visually busy... Kids Mm -hmm. can really um, like, kids can use that book and really like that. And I've used Macy books. My daughter's name is Macy. And so because that was that low, she used to call her Macy when she was young. And so we had a ton Uh of those books. And, of course, I kept those and used those for therapy after she outgrew them. And I just, Uh I love the art. And, again, those are quality books. They will last, especially if you get the cardboard ones. And even their paper books. But just the quality of the book, it's going to last a long, long time. So if you see those right. at garage sales and consignment stores, pick those up because they'll absolutely they'll last
1: a long and, time. And books you definitely can get at garage sales. I mean, you come, I've gotten tons. You come home and clean them up a little bit, and it's great. Mm-hmm. So you know, they sell them for fifty cents or something. Um, Usborne books are great mm-hmm. because again, very simple on each page. I'm looking at one here of. Um, Touch and feel kinds of things that you can describe, mm-hmm. and there's a little little animal on each page, so it's not just trucks. I think one of the challenges boys particularly love vehicles, <laughs> but to find right. books
0: that have vehicles with some people in them—that's <laughs> right. important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, all right, um,
0: let's finish up by talking about your website a little bit, Sherry. You've written prolifically. You've had a, a site for a long time now. Talk to us about some of those your your best of things on your website. So if no one's been there before, they can they can go. And what are some things um, that you would recommend to a new reader?
1: Uh, to read on my website, you're saying?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Well, my the middle of the website on the on the homepage is um all my blogs where which are a mix of therapy techniques. I review apps. I um and I also talk about different products and how to use them. I have some guest bloggers now and then. Um on the left side you get you see my seal for the PAL Award, Play Advances Language, mm-hmm. the medallion. So you can click on there for ideas. Um you will see what age they're appropriate for, as well as the price. I can, it tells where you can get them, and it has my review of why they are good. Um, and then what I often do is I put my reviews there, but then I will write a blog about how I use them in speech therapy on my blog part of the, of the uh, website.
0: And, and that's the valuable information that therapists want. They not only want to know what toys are good, I love that you give them ideas right off the bat so that they don't have to always sit there and think, how could I use this game? You've got a starting Mm -hmm. point because you're telling them. And you often weave very personal stories like you've done today when we're talking about children that you've worked with. I think it's just such a a great piece of uh, education for therapists if they've not been before to the site to just sit down and read through uh, your tons and tons and tons of posts there.
1: Well, thank you. I mean, my most recent one was Toddlers Lead the Play in Speech Therapy. And I, again, brought um, Mr. Potato Head, which is obviously a great toy. And they well, never play with it the way I want to. And they all, always, every time I put a piece in, they take it out. So the the poor guy never gets made, right? <laughs> so anyway, so my post is about how this child, um am just going to switch phones here. I'm losing. There we go. Oh, no. Yeah. Are you there? Oh, okay. I'm here. Uh, about how this child turned the whole uh, session into it. He enjoyed the little compartment in the back of the body. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. Kept, oh yeah.
0: yeah, putting everything in there. Yeah. So and anyway. I think that was bye-bye all the time with bye-bye nose, bye-bye eyes, or if you're working on prepositions, you know, we're doing ears yes. in, arm in. Yes. So you can just come yes. up with tons of targets with that one yes. toy.
1: Well, the whole idea that cleaning up is a whole language activity. Right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's what I tell parents. This is a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, do not let the kid run away during cleanup time because you're missing half your therapy. You want to woo them to stay with you through that. So, that right. you're working on that even when the activity's really over. And most right. of the time you're pretty cooperative because they want to move on to the next thing so i I think right that's
1: kind of- absolutely, and then I also have a news and media section, which just is times that I've been uh done segments on t v and so forth um that might be around a certain theme, and there you can really see products and ones that i'm um I'm trying to think of i've some of these I've put on t v um and you can see what I think is great about them, and you might get a better mm-hmm. idea of them I also um, blog on Asha Sphere. I'm a guest blogger a couple times a year, and I usually write. You can just in the part where you search, just search for my name. Uh, you can see mm-hmm. some. I usually write on the best new speech therapy games.
0: That's great, and I've read you with Asha Fier- Asha Sphere. How much, How do you say that? Asha.
1: Asha Sphere.
0: Okay, there As- you
1: go. <laughs> like a sphere, like a ball. Asha Sphere. That's right. their okay. blog. So yeah. yeah
0: little word-finding difficulty myself this afternoon. That's okay. (laughs) okay. And you always do such a good job, too. And, again, I love how you really tell your story. You're giving personal examples, and I think that makes your uh, writing so easy and so fun to read. Well, thank you. All right. In our last couple of minutes, what have we not talked about that you really wanted to talk about today or share?
1: Um. What do I want to share? Huh. Well, I, I really feel I, I feel so it's so important to teach parents how to play with their child. And Bye. I'm not selling toys; I'm showing them what kind of toys, what they can do with a toy. You know, I, I would Bye. much rather they understand what's behind what I did with the toy, not that they have to go buy that toy. So I think Bye. it's our it's our job. We will get so much more done if we teach the parents. I tell them that all the time. I want you to watch because one hour two hours with me a week is not going to make that much difference. But if you do what Bye. I'm doing, we will finish this faster, <laughs> which inspires them. Exactly. So I would just um, encourage therapists and parents to collaborate and be part of this learning process um, because parents are amazing. I, I have some amazing parents I work with and have worked with, and nice I good. give them some tips and they take off. They could be, uh, they're easily my assistant, and they definitely, uh, they've been wonderful and even come back and given me ideas. So nice I think good. be sure, nice yeah, be sure to understand it that as that a, a tremendous resource and to. Um, and teach them what we're doing, you know, so that the child can progress faster.
0: Well, I think it's so important when we're sharing new materials and the things that we have in our toy bags, it's important to tell parents it doesn't really matter whose toys we're playing with, or it doesn't have to be right. this specific game. Like you said, mm-hmm. you're going to explain your underlying strategy. So that a uh-huh. parent can follow through. And lots of times I'll say, this is what we did with my toy, but let's look at what you have. Let's see exactly, how yeah. you can mm-hmm. do this same activity this week. And that's what their homework would be for the week. And you're exactly right. Sometimes moms come back with such wonderful ideas. I'm sitting there thinking, why didn't I think of that? This is amazing. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. 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 They'll,
0: they'll give me great, great new ways. Uh, to use right. a player or a game or something that I never would have thought of. So that's great. Okay, Sherry, we're at the end of the hour. It flew by as it usually does. Thank you so yeah. much today. You've been a wonderful, wonderful guest.
1: Well, and thank I'm going
0: you. And I'm going to post Sherry's website on com's Facebook page and hopefully at com too so that you can <laughs> take a look at all of the wonderful resources that uh, Sherry mentioned today and you said you were going to write about this on Playoff Word as well, right?
1: I will. I'll post something tonight uh of all the different things we've talked about, yeah. And give you some links. That sounds mm-hmm. great.
0: Yeah. That sounds great. And so if someone missed a toy, they can go back and um read that list and then we'll be able to find it so they can use it themselves. Thanks right. again, Sherry. I so appreciate it. I hope you'll come oh, back well. and share after you after you do your next round of awards. Uh, well, okay. be, I guess that'll be in 2014,
1: right? Right, 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 yeah. We'll get a whole yeah, new flow of things.
0: To
1: back. All right, well, thank you, you so much.
0: You thank you. Right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Next week, we'll be finishing up the series, Making Books Better, and I have an author of the really cute book who will be on with us, and I hope you'll join us for that show, too. Until then, have a great week. Bye-bye.